0: Welcome to The Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll & Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Gabby Trujillo, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal, and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. We start with suspension and debarment news. The Interagency Suspension and Debarment Committee has issued its annual report to Congress, Describing the improvements made to the federal suspension and debarment process and summarizing suspension and debarment activities for FY19. Overall, for FY19, agencies reported 2,800 total referrals for a notice of suspension or debarment actions, 722 suspensions, and 1,437 proposed debarments, and just about 1,200 debarments. According to the ISDC, The total numbers of referrals and actual suspensions increased in FY19 as compared to FY18. The ISDC also noted that from FY18 to FY19, agencies better utilized pre notice letters to notify individuals or entities that the relevant SDOs were considering some type of action. These outreach efforts, among others, allowed recipients an opportunity to respond and engage with the agency before any suspension or debarment took place. These proactive measures allowed agency SDOs to focus on present responsibility factors, such as corrective actions taken by the company, along with efforts by the company to improve controls, enhance compliance programs, and to promote a culture of ethics and accountability. That's very much consistent with what we're seeing day to day. Definitely a move toward more and more show cause or pre-notice letters in advance of a suspension or debarment. We're certainly seeing those as well, but overall there's definitely been a trend toward those types of pre-notice letters. And with that, I will turn it over to Gabby. Over to you.
1: Thanks, Peter. Next on our agenda is cybersecurity. On February 5th, the National Institute of Standards and Technology released the final version of NIST Special Publication 800-172 enhanced security requirements for protecting controlled unclassified information or CUI. SP 800-172 is designed to supplement the requirements contained in NIST SP 800-171, the applicable standard under DFARS 252.204-7012 and provides 35 enhanced security requirements to protect controlled unclassified information associated with critical programs and high value assets from sophisticated adversaries, which are referred to as advanced persistent threats. Where contractors process, store, or transmit CUI associated with a critical program or high value asset, or provide protection for such components, agencies may select enhanced security requirements from SP 800-172 in their contract provisions. The DOD has also incorporated several of the requirements identified in prior drafts of SP 800-172 in maturity levels four and five of the cybersecurity maturity model certification.
0: Great, thank you so much, Gabby. So now we're gonna turn to a DOJ OIG memo that may be of interest to contractors. So let me tell you about that. On February 10th, DOJ OIG sent a memo to the Deputy Assistant Attorney General and Senior Procurement Executive at DOJ, identifying systemic issues with agencies' compliance with law regulation and policy designed to provide contractor and subcontractor employees with notice of certain whistleblower protections. The memo states that several audits have shown that, open quote, contracting officers neither included mandatory contract clauses regarding whistleblower rights and reprisal protections nor verified whether contractors inform their workers of such content as required," close quote. The memo identified several agencies that were non-compliant with that policy and required them to take certain remedial actions. In short, we're expecting that DOJ is going to be more focused on these required contractual provisions and making sure that contractors have provided an affirmative response Notifying DOJ of their successful distribution of this information. So, contractors should certainly be more focused on these and expect more activity as it relates to DOJ contracting and whistleblower protections. Gabby, over to you. Thanks,
1: Pierre. We are expecting an uptick on COVID response and oversight and enforcement, and we have a few notable updates in that regard. So, on February 3rd, the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee issued an update to its top challenges in pandemic relief and response, identifying new challenge in funding oversight and reiterating others identified in its original report issued in June, 2020. The updated report based on feedback from offices of inspectors general at more than 40 agencies identified four new challenges focused on ferrying out fraud related to pandemic funding and the health and safety of federal employees. First preventing and detecting fraud against the government program. Second, informing and protecting the public from pandemic-related fraud. Third, data transparency and completedness. And fourth, federal workplace safety. Then, on February 17th, Senator Chuck Grassley and Acting Assistant Attorney General of the Civil Division, Brian Boynton, highlighted the central role that the False Claims Act has held and will continue to play in the government's civil fraud enforcement toolkit for years to come. In prepared remarks at the Federal Bar Association's 2021 KETAM conference, Senator Grassley confirmed that he is drafting legislation intended to curb what he called the government's incorrect interpretation that DOJ has unfettered authority to dismiss KETAM lawsuits brought by relators. In an apparent reference to the Supreme Court's landmark decision in United Health Services v. Escobar, Senator Grassley also asserted that courts have weakened the statute by dismissing cases based on misapplication of the FDA's materiality requirements. Another area he suggested was ripe for congressional intervention. In separate remarks, Boynton highlighted the DOJ's top priority areas for FDA enforcement in the coming years, as well as tools the government is developing to increase its ability to uncover complex fraudulent schemes. With respect to the FCA's ever-increasing statutory penalties, which can be imposed irrespective of the government suffering any actual damages, Senator Grassley scoffed at the idea that in some cases, penalties might represent an excessive or even unconstitutional fine. Insisting that the FCA's penalty provisions are meant to be strong, Senator Grassley remarks that when it came to fraud against the government, you have to come down with a fledgehammer, not a toothpick. Brian Boynton also delivered prepared remarks in which he summarized the government's enforcement priorities for 2021 and beyond. Boynton listed six separate areas that the civil division focused on, beginning with fraud related to the COVID-19 pandemic for which he noted the FCA would play a, quote, very significant role in the coming years, end quote. Fraudulent claims and certifications related to or involving opioid epidemic, elder care, in skilled nursing facilities, electronic health records, telehealth, and cybersecurity protections rounded out that list. Many of which Boynton noted were not new priority areas, but we're seeing an increased activity due to the pandemic. Point of stress is that key TAM whistleblowers will continue to be vital in enforcing the FCA, but noted that cases brought directly by the government will continue to rise as they did in 2020. This is due in part to data analytics tools that are enhancing the DOJ's ability to uncover complex fraud, including COVID 19 related schemes. Back to you, Peter.
0: Great. And thank you so much to everyone for joining us. That will close it out for this edition. Thanks to Gabby for joining. And with that, I hope everyone has a great day. This has been The Fastest Five Minutes, brought to you by Croll & Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions about these items, I can be reached at 202-624-2807, and Gabby can be reached at 213-310-7992. Thanks, everyone.
1: The Fastest Five Minutes podcast is brought to you by Croll & Mooring LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast.